Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. All right, well, thank you, Pastor Jamie. Um, This, you know, I was thinking about this as I was preparing for this message. I was like, I would come in here to preach, and Brittany's going to be here this Sunday as well. So she's not here as my girlfriend anymore. She's here as my fiance. So it's kind of like, it's still kind of mind-boggling to me that I'm not calling her my girlfriend anymore, even though sometimes I'm catching myself. I'm like, Brittany, you're still, no, no, you're not. <laughs> but this mind-boggling to me that now she's my fiance. We have a date set. And a lot of the planning and stuff that we were doing uh, throughout the Thanksgiving break, it was just, like I said, it's just mind-boggling. And I'm just, I'm praising and thanking God for what he's been able to do, just been able to save up the money to get that. And honestly, the story behind how I got that ring, it was honestly it had to be God because I went into so many stores trying to look for a ring in the price range and I was like, oh, I don't like this one, I don't like that one, she's not going to like this one. And my mom and dad, they said, you know what, we need to, do you want to go out today and look for one? I said, yes. So we went, we went to one store. First store we went into, the guy tells me, he's like, what's your price range? I was kind of foolish and told him what my price range was. But <laughs> uh, I told him what my price range was. He said, you're right. He took me directly to the ring that fell right within my price range. And honestly, it was half off. So I was just like, there's, there's, no, there's, nothing, there's nothing I could do about this. This is God. This was his appointment for me to get this. So it was in his timing, just being able to get it. And, you know, I'm thankful. And I'm pretty sure she's happy about it. So, <laughs> But if you want to turn your Bibles to Daniel, the book of Daniel, chapter 1. We're going to be in a book of Daniel, chapter 1. While I was preparing for this, I was really thinking, as Christians, are we living our life on purpose? Are we living life with a purpose? Or are we just going with the flow? Are we just going along with what the world's going with? Are we just riding along, going Monday through Sunday, saying, all right, well, I'll just take, take go where the wind takes me. Am I, just go, am I living life on purpose, or am I... Just going with the flow. Let's start reading in Daniel chapter 1, verse 1. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God. And he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. And the king spake unto Aspenaz, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princes, children of whom was no blemish, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning and knowledge and understanding science and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank, not so nourishing them three years that at the end of their, thereof they might stand before the king. Now among these were the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Unto them the princes of the eunuchs gave names of 
For he gave unto Daniel the name of Belshazzar, and Hananiah, Shadrach, and Mishael, Meshach, and Azariah, Abednego. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine he drank thereof. He requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Let's pray, and then we will get into the message. Dear Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for just your word and how it speaks how it speaks in my life, Lord, and how you challenge me and make me into a better Christian each day through your word. Lord, I pray that you help, your, Lord, your words to come through, not mine, Lord, that they would challenge these people, Lord, to live life with a purpose, Lord, to know they have to live life with a purpose, Lord, that they just can't go through the motions, go through the flow, but, Lord, they have to live life with a purpose. Be with this message, be with today. Help it to challenge someone. In your name I pray, amen. We see in the book, we see in the first chapter of Daniel that the Ju- Judah, Jerusalem, got taken over by King Nebuchadnezzar. They, got, they were defeated in battle, and King Nebuchadnezzar took these well-favored children as a prize and put them in a temple of his gods. Not of the true God, but of his gods. And he said, you know what, I want to train these and bring these kids up to, to be what I want them to be. They're going to eat the meat I want them to eat. They're going to drink what I want them to drink. They're going to be... They're going to be put in a way that I want them. They're going to be trained in the way that I can use them. They're going to be trained up to, you, to worship my guys, to do the same thing that we do, not as what they did in Jerusalem, but what we do here in Babylon. But there was one, there was one Daniel and his friends that said, you know what? no, I have a purpose in life. There's a purpose that I live for. I'm not going to define myself with the king's meat and his wine. No, I have a purpose of glorifying and honoring my God with whatever I do. But you want to, there are three realizations Daniel had to have to have this purpose of living life with this purpose of glorifying God. First one, he had to realize that he's part of a chosen people. He's part of the tribe of Judah where King David and, I, and you know Jesus was a part of. He was part of a royal lineage. He knew that his God was a true God he needed to serve. And in his royal line, even if, like, like a king and queen nowadays, when you're part of a royal lineage, there's a certain way you have to act. A certain way you have to carry yourself. You can't just carry yourself like any old person, like anybody else would. There's a certain expectation that's expected to be met if you're a king or a queen. As people, as children of the king of kings and the lord of lords, we have to carry ourselves in a certain way as well. We can't just carry ourselves in any old way like the world would. We can't just do anything we want to do. We have to realize that we are of a royal bloodline, just like Daniel had to. And we had to, he also realized that he was representation of Christ to the world, just like we are. As children of God, we have to realize that we're of a royal bloodline, but we're also a representation of Christ to the world. How can they see Christ through us? How can they expect us? How can they, how can they know that we're of a royal bloodline if we're acting just like them? How can they know that we're different and we're trying to show them Christ if we're being just like them. Daniel 
had the purpose that he's going to be different. That he's not going to indulge in the same things that those Babylonians indulged in. He had to realize that he was from a chosen people, a royal bloodline, and that he represented Christ to the world. 1 Peter 2.9 says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We have to show forth the praises and glory and honor unto God by the way we live. That means we can't just live with the flow. We have to live life with a purpose. We have to have a purpose in which we're living life. And our purpose as Christians is to bring honor and glory to our God. Not to bring honor and glory to ourselves, not to indulge in the things of this world of what we want to do and have fun. The one saying that I get sick of hearing is YOLO. You only live once. I'm sick of hearing that because you want, you do only, you do only live once on this earth, but guess what? We also live in heaven with God when we get done here on this earth. You have to give an account for what you do. You can't just do anything that you feel like. You're a representation of our God. So live life with a purpose. You have to realize you're of a chosen people, just like Daniel had to. Colossians 3.17 says, And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. It's not just by what you do, it's also by what you say. It's not just by how you carry yourself, it's also by how you talk. Your walk talks and your talk talk. But your walk always talks louder than your talk talks. You want both show that we are living to honor and glorify our God. One talks louder than the other, but they both have to match. You can talk a big game, but if you can't walk it, sorry, no one's really gonna, no one's really gonna pay attention to what you're saying. You can say, "Yep, I go to church. I, I give to, a, I give an offering to the church." But you want? Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday, I do what I want. You can talk, and there's a walk, but they need to match, and they need to be on purpose. They need to honor and glorify your God, which is in heaven. Because guess what? These kings and queens in the world, they have an expectation to live up to. They have a way they have to live and carry themselves so that they aren't bringing shame to their, their line. You know what? We have a king that's in heaven that's wanting us to honor and glorify and walk, and, in, and walk a certain way that brings honor and glory to him. Not bring shame to his name, but bring honor to his name. So realize, just like Daniel did, that you are of a chosen people. Don't just talk like it, act like it. Daniel also had to realize with this that there was a choice with temptations. 
He had to realize he had a choice whether he can give in to it. He could have easily said, you know what, okay, I'm in your, I'm in your place. I'm going to do as you guys do. He could have gave in to the temptation of taking the king's meat, taking the king's wine, and indulging it just like everyone else. Just like we have a choice every day. We can either decide to separate ourselves or decide to be indulged with this world of everything that they're doing. To do everything that they're doing. To go along with what they, what they say, the way they act, the way they walk, talk. We can indulge ourselves in that as well. But how does that bring honor and glory to our king? How does that bring honor and glory to God? How does that show them that we are different? How does that make them want our God? How does that make them want to be saved, to get to church, if we're acting just as they are? James 1, verse 14 and 15 says, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth death. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth. When sin is finished, when, when it is conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And when sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. I had many, I went to public school for most of my high, most of my high school time. I went to a Christian school my last two years. I had many friends that acted just like those public school kids would. They tried to talk like them. They acted like them. They even made some of the same decisions like them. They didn't act as if they had a purpose of glorifying God. They had a, their purpose in their life was to do what they felt like they wanted to do. A lot of those kids in that Christian school would always tell me, you want... I'm too sheltered. I want to go out and, di- and experience some of these things. I want to get out and be, part of, and be a part of this. Why do I have to stay away from this when all these people out in the world are having so much fun? You know what? I, told, I would tell them every time, you know what? They may seem like they're having fun, but inside, they're empty. That sin that they have isn't bringing them pleasure. Yeah, for the moment, but in the long run, you're, you're benefiting being in this Christian school and being sheltered away from it. Because you want, the Bible even tells us with that sin that they're doing, eventually it's going to bring forth death. If they don't trust in God to forgive them of it. So why would you want to go dabble in that? Something deathly, something poisonous, when you're staying here, when you're away from it, and not having to be bothered by it. Not have to worry about an eternal separation from God? Why are you wanting to go dabble in that that they're a part of? Why do you want to bring shame to your king by dabbling in that sin? Because that's what you're going to do if you decide to be a part of this world and fall into the temptation. And Daniel realized that. But Daniel didn't choose to fall into it. He chose to refuse. Daniel and his friends had the option of eating that king's meat. They asked, they said, you know what? This prince of yours, they asked him, you know what, can we, instead of taking that, can we eat pulse and water while they're doing this? And you tell us who comes out looking better, who comes out healthier. Daniel refused to be a part of this, of the sin of Babylon, of eating the meat that's been offered to false gods. He refused to bring shame to his king by defiling himself with that. 
1 Corinthians 10.13 says, There is no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. There's so many times in my life that I can give examples of, of when I've been tempted or encouraged to do something wrong. But with, always with those temptations, just like the Bible tells us, there's a way to escape it. You don't have to fall into that temptation. You don't have to fall into that sin. You don't have to follow the example of those that are in the world. God gives you a way to escape. Pastor Jamie told us in Sunday school, you know what? God, when, he died on, when Jesus died on the cross, he severed that line between sin so that we can be separate, a holy people. We don't have to be a part of sin anymore. We have a way of escape. We have a way away from it. So why try to run back to it? Daniel realized that he was of a chosen people. Daniel realized he had a choice with temptations. Daniel also realized that his choice affected his outcome. Now we see verse 15 and 16, it says, And at the end of ten days their countenances appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. Thus Melzar took away the portion of their meat, the wine that they should drink, and gave them pulse. As for as for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill and all, and all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. We see that Daniel's choice, he realized that his choice had an, an outcome. He, there's, there are consequences for your actions. There's always an outcome to what you choose to do, whether it's to sin or whether it's to do right. Daniel realized that. He knew, we see that they looked healthier than the other men that ate of the king's meat. They came out looking better, stronger than those other men that ate of the king's meat for those 10 days. They knew that if they indulged, he knew if he indulged in that, that he would probably look like everybody else did. He would be like everybody else would. But by his choice, he looked different. They were healthier, like I said. You know, as Christians, we have a choice as well. If we choose to indulge in the sin, guess what? We're going to look like everybody else in the world. We're going to look just like they are, talk just like they are, dress just like they are. You know what? If we choose to get away from it, to, cut off, to stay with cutting off that sin, you know what? We look different. We act different. We talk different. Sometimes you might even get called a little weird. But you want? I'll be, be willing to get called a little weird or different to bring glory and honor to my God. I'd rather not indulge in this immor- immorality of this world and bring shame to the man that came and died on the cross. The God, the God man that came and died on the cross for me gave us all for me. And then spit in his face by going and indulging in what the world has to offer. I would rather 
be called weird, look different, act different, and bring glory and honor to him who sacrificed all for me than go out and do any of the things of the world where these people don't even care about me. But we also think they were blessed by God. It says, as for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. God blessed them for bringing honor and glory to his name. For glorifying and honoring him with their choice of not indulging in the world. Of not indulging in these things that the world has to offer. He blessed them upon above what they could ever think. Again, Pastor Jamie even talked about it this morning. He gives honor and glory to God, and God blessed him and his family. You want, you may not get, it may not be financially. We saw Brother Zinker, his child. That's a blessing because they decide to serve and honor and glorify their God. Not because they decided to indulge in the world and somebody in the world helped them. That's not, what, that's not what helped their son. It was the almighty God. There's no way that anybody else can explain it. Because they decided that their lives are going to be lived on a, with a purpose of bringing glory to God. And they were blessed for it. Galatians 6, verses 7 and 8 says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. We have to live our life with a purpose of honoring and glorifying our God. Because if we don't, then we're just going to go with the flow, fall into sin. And you know what? We're not going to see any of the blessings from God on our lives. We're going to wonder, God, where are you? What, what's, why, why am I facing all these hard times? Why is there nothing good happening in my life? Because you're just going with the flow, with what the world's doing. It's going to work, indulging in what they talk about, laughing at what they laugh at encouraging what they're doing, going to where they're going, and you're not living life with a purpose of, you know what, I need to give honor and glory to my God. You don't have God on your mind as you're going throughout your week. He's on your mind Wednesday night, Sunday morning, and Sunday night, but he's not on your mind Monday through Saturday. You live life with a purpose, he's on your mind 24-7. No matter what you do, no matter what you're saying, God is on your mind saying, am I giving honor and glory to my God with what I'm saying, with what I'm doing? No matter where you're at, you need to give honor and glory to God no matter where you are. Because you are of a chosen people. You have to realize there is a choice between, with with temptation, you can indulge in it or you can get away from it. You have to realize your choice with your temptations has an outcome, has a consequence. You can either be blessed or you, can't, or you will never see the God's hand working in your life. But it's your choice. 
Are you just going to decide to go with the flow? Are you just going to decide to, as you say, live life with the YOLO mentality? Or are you going to live your life with a purpose of saying, I'm going to honor and glorify my God with every moment I have to live on this earth? Every waking moment, I'm thinking, how can I bring honor and glory to my God? How can I show people that I serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? How can I show people that I am different because I have a God that blesses my life? Matthew 5.16 Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Live in such a way that no matter what you do, you bring honor and glory to your God. Live life with a purpose. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for just your word, Lord. I thank you for just the example from Daniel's life, Lord, of how we can live life with a purpose. God, help us to realize this as we go throughout our weeks, throughout our days, Lord, throughout the rest of our lives, Lord, that we need to live our life with a purpose of honoring and glorifying you with everything that we do. Whether it's speech, talk, the way we carry ourselves, Lord, that we will honor, bring honor and glory to you in everything that we do. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that the service was a blessing to you and that you were encouraged by God's word. If you have any questions about Mayo Baptist Church, please contact us anytime. You can find contact information on our website at myobaptistchurch.com. Thanks for listening.